So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. C-H-A-L-L-A-H. So if you were selling that in a bakery, you could start yelling out, Chala, Chala. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> no, no. It's good, it's good bread. All right, guys, you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it going here. Coming down in three, two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all new wrestling. I knew I was going to fuck it up. You do this every time. I know because it gets in my head now. You do this every time. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Coming down in three. He's a take two guy. (laughs) Two. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Mac Davis, and welcome to another edition of the Wrestling Time Machine right here on Sports Kita. And you can find us at WrestleBinge on YouTube, as well as wherever you find your favorite podcast. All right, let's introduce these uh, co-hosts of mine. You know these guys. They are legends. First of all, he is a legendary pro wrestling journalist, Mr. Bill After. Hey, Bill. Well, great to be here with you uh, on this wonderful occasion when we're taping this of two things, the birthday of the nature boy, Ric Flair, and sports Kita awards season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We'll get into that in just a little bit. And also another co-host that's sitting with us right now is my tag team partner every single Friday with road trip after hours, ladies and gentlemen, WWE Hall of Famer, holla, holla, Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy. (laughs) That's, that's a long intro there. <laughs> I got I to shine you up, make you look good, brother. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Glad Quality. to be here with you Quality. and Bill. It's always a pleasure being with you two guys, man. I know we're going to have ourselves a great show. Bill, I just want to ask you one question. Yes, How sir. long have you had that cap? This is my Darius <laughs> Rucker cap. Oh, yeah, he, he does have one because I know what Teddy's thinking. He's thinking about that other hat you had that had a, what's the old black one? It's like an old, old hat. Still has dust on it. Yep, that's it. That's it. I've had <laughs> one year. Okay. So, so when you and Mac are co-hosting the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, this is the hat I had made up when I was one of the hosts the past two years. So, no, I know the one you're talking about. That's uh, that's somewhere in the washing machine. Or it might be it, this one, the New York one. No, this no, it's, one a, it's, it's a different hat. This is a different hat that he's talking this, about. This, Keto one, it's gone. <laughs> no, well, I I would know about the the sports keto one. I'd know how long you had that one that you're wearing now. Looks like you've had that for about twenty or thirty years. So that's why I was asking you how long that you had that hat. Darius Rucker uh, invited me to one of his shows in Atlantic City, and I did an interview with him uh, where he talked about wrestling and also sang a uh, a Barry Manilow song because we're both Barry Manilow fans. Yep. And he gave me this hat probably 12 to 13 years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I I keep stuff like that too. Nobody's gave me them, but I got a bag I travel with that I've tra I've had over twenty years, and it's just I call it my good luck bag. I won't travel. I don't go without it, but I've had it a long time too. You like can a find a video. You can find a video on YouTube if you put in Bill After interviews Darius Rucker. No, I'm not going that far. Oh, come on, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've got a very special time machine this week. We're going to go all the way back to March 31st, 2017. Oh, Teddy, that should mean something to you because that is from the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony where you were inducted to the class. Uh, yeah, that was a real exciting uh, moment and time in my life. Uh, that was something that happened to me that I never dreamed that, you know, would happen. I never even crossed my mind that I would ever even go into the Hall of Fame because I always thought the Hall of Fame was for, you know, the wrestlers, you know, guys that, yep. you know, busted their butts every night, took bumps and stuff. And then when I started seeing them, you know, putting announcers in and different people like that, but I never thought, you know, it, it I would just go that far. So, uh Thanks to the WWE, Vince McMahon, and everybody, and thank God, and, you know, there I am, I made it. Teddy, uh, let me ask you real quick, who made that initial call to you about the Hall of Fame? Uh, I, I talked to Macarana first, and uh, he called and gave me this, told me this big lie that he was responsible for me going into the Hall of Fame and said he was in the room and said, Vince was asking about names and said, he he said, well, I threw your name right out there, Teddy. And Vince started laughing. And he said, yeah, that's right. Let's put Teddy in. So that was a bald-faced lie. So anyway, uh, uh, I did talk to Vince about that, too. So, well, so Vince uh, did help, huh? Yes. You deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah, and, and you know, that's the it really, of all the people that I see going to the Hall of Fame, uh, there are some names that I don't always agree with that walk in. Uh, there are other names that should be in there that are not in there right now. But when you went up for the Hall of Fame, Teddy, your background in this business, it was not just for Teddy Long being a general manager. It was Teddy Long for everything you did throughout your entire career. Did you know that at the time? Did you feel like this was an overall look at Teddy Long and not just the, uh, just the general manager part? No, I didn't think about that part of it. I just thought about the job that I had did for Vince, you know, and, and made him happy. And I thought that that was probably a reward from Vince, you know, for me letting me know, you know, hey, I appreciate your work that you've done. And here's, you know, here's a thank you. Because Vince was like that. If you did your job, you know what I mean, and you didn't cause any problems, and then he was, he was a guy that would always come up and thank you, and he would reward you. So, I didn't never even go back to my days of putting up the ring, uh, my days of going to getting jackets that I didn't even get paid. I just started doing that stuff on my own. But uh, I never did even think about that. But, uh, you know, that is something to, you know, really think about it all come to play right there. I remember taking photos of you at the beginning, you and Nick Patrick together with bow ties on and referee shirts. Well, Bill, you... You remember me when I was getting jackets. You know, you you yeah. remember me before any of the success and any of that anything happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I knew from day one, and I'm not saying this because that we're here right now, but I knew Dave from day one. Just talking about you, I mean, talking with you and seeing the way you discussed things and your interest in the wrestling business and that you know i'm not getting paid bill i'm just doing this because i want to get ahead in the business he had all the right tools 
and you had that gift of gab that wasn't totally out there yet. Yeah. Ole Anderson would say, just you don't have to talk, do your job. That's it. Yeah, and I remember when Gordon Zoli told me that I was uh, wrestling's best kept secret. Yeah, yeah. He told me that. I never will forget that. Gordon would say, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy, I know from uh, personal conversations with you, and, and you don't have to go into this any deeper than you want to, um, but I do know that at the Hall of Fame, you were able to kind of give that little middle finger to some people that we all tend to like to do once in a while, all the naysayers and negative people in your life. When you got up on that stage and you were making the acceptance speech, were you feeling that? Could you feel and just almost like a little bit, I told you guys, I told you. No, I didn't feel it that way. The way I felt it is I, I got you. That's how I felt it, and I didn't, and I, and I made that clear, you know. Like I said, I didn't call any names, but there were people there that I know that said I had no talent, that uh, I'd never draw, you know, never be anything, I'd never do nothing in the wrestling business. And uh, some of those people were sitting on the front row, so I happened to be able to look them right in their face and say that Vince McMahon and God proved them wrong. I'm sorry I said all that. If you'll forgive me, please, after all. <laughs> no, I knew I knew you were going to be somebody somewhere in our business. I really didn't. Again, yeah. you deserve it so much. How did you, uh, did you choose the people who were going to uh, induct you, Teddy, or was that chosen for you? That was chosen for me. And uh, I, Vince, Vince made a good decision on that because Vince knew the relationship that I had with JBL and Ron Simmons with the APA. And those were his guys. He loved them to death too. So uh, he had those guys to uh, induct me because he knew that JBL would be honest and straight up and tell the truth, you know, and, it, you know, really let people know, you know, what my history and what my background was. So uh, that was a good decision on Vince. I remember going on, uh, they, I knew it, but I wouldn't. I wasn't gonna tell anybody. And I remember Jim Ross called me, and he wanted me to go on his podcast, and I did. And he asked me about that, who was inducting me, and I told him I didn't know him because I wasn't gonna tell him. Yeah. So he knew. I somebody must have told him. So he put it right out there. I said, "Well, you know more than I do." <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you got anything for uh, Teddy considering his, uh, in his uh, induction to the Hall of Fame? Yes, I was thrilled to see that. Teddy, if they weren't available to induct you, who, and they said you have your choice of anybody but them because they're not around, who would that, who would that person have been? Well, the person that I really would have liked to have done it would have been Vince McMahon. And the reason I would want Vince to do it is because Vince would have been honest and he would have told the truth. You know what I mean? He, because... I never will forget this. I remember when I first came in and Vince knew, you know, what had happened to me, you know, back in the NWA and WCW, you know, with the racism. So I think, and I didn't know this until later. So I think Vince gave me this gimmick, what called the white boy challenge, where he had me going out talking about how the white man had kept me down and how, you know, how bad the white man was in this. And Vince knew that I could pull that off because that had happened to me. I could nobody else do that but me because I, I it was real with me. So I didn't find out until later on I started hitting me. I said, now nah, I understand why he had me do that because that had happened to me. So it was real. So if, if anybody would have did it, like I said, I don't think this would have. You never know, but I would have liked to have had him to do it. Yeah. Did Vince have any say so in your speech itself? Uh no, uh 
Not at all. He uh, they, they wrote a little something for me and everything. But my thing was this: I was always I'd, I'd sit through so many Hall of Fames, and I watched so many guys get up there and just talk, 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 talk all night long. And it don't take all that. You know, you got other people waiting to come on. So my thing was this: I'm gonna get up here, make my thing short and sweet, give the people one on one with the Undertaker tag team match things that they want to hear, and I'm out of here. Yeah, give them a little dance. I had to give them the dance. <laughs> Do you remember how long Mr. T went on one of the Hall of Fame shows? No. I, I remember it was a long time because he kept talking about his mama the whole time. He was talking about his mama. Uh. But uh, I do remember another inductee on the same night that you went in, Teddy, and that was Diamond Dallas Page. And that that was a little bit of a lengthy uh, acceptance speech. Yeah, well, those guys, you know, like I said, sometimes they just get carried away with the conversations, you know. Uh, me, I just always learn, you know, less is more, you know, and that's why I was so happy to have had the opportunity to work real close with Vince because I learned a lot from that man, you know, you know, on, on timing and what needs to be done out there, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're live and stuff. So I paid attention to everything. So, cause I didn't want Vince jumping all on me. I mean, you know, that, oh, you yeah. know, that come to Jesus meeting. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> no, no. DGP, <laughs> DGP is one of these people they used to use for Nick Bockwinkle where you'll ask him what kind of watch he's wearing. He'll tell you what kind of watch it is, what time it is and how the watch <laughs> was made. <laughs> I interviewed him for the Sports Kita Wrestling Awards for our panel of experts this past week, and I love him, absolutely love him. And I said, we've got about 30 minutes. So by an hour and 15 minutes, I was starting to say, I think we have to wrap up. He, but but uh, yeah, him. I was going to say DDP is one of those guys that both of you have seen grow up in the business, basically, because I know he was he wasn't even a wrestler when I first met DDP. He was kind of uh, behind the scenes or, or more as a manager, if I recall. Oh, he yeah. wasn't an actual manager. And so you've seen him come up. Way. I mean, it, I'm going to be honest with you, that particular class of 2017, uh, Teddy's class, great class of, uh, of all the Hall of Fames is probably one of the more stronger uh, Hall of Fame inductions, inductions that I enjoyed. Um, you know, you had Diamond Dallas Pages, we mentioned. Uh, you also had Ravishing Rick Rude, another oh. classic. I mean, just icon in this business if you kept up with wrestling, especially, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Well, I, you know, and I had a chance to meet his son. His son was there to uh, accept, you know, the plaque for him. And uh, he was, you know, what an outstanding guy, real nice guy. And like you said, you know, so many other people. Let me, con you know, I congratulate them then, but let me say still congratulations. Kurt Angle, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, oh, you know, yeah. those guys. Are, and then, then uh, uh, we uh, had another kid, I forget his name, that they gave the uh, Humanitarian Award to, I think, was that? I can't award? remember who that was, to be honest with you. I know yeah. that uh, the entire list that was in your class uh, was you, Diamond Dallas Page, Ravishing Rick Rude, Beth Phoenix, the Rock and Roll Express, Kurt Angle, and of course, uh, Teddy Long. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to tell you something about the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. I was um, backstage at the reception before time, and Ricky and Robert are two of my closest friends. I, I adore both of them. I really did. Ricky comes over and he says, Bill, when we make our speech tonight, we're going to thank you, too, for putting us on all those magazine covers. I said, thank you. So that would be really nice. So they never got to that part of the speech. So afterwards, Ricky's wife, Andrea, came over to me and she says, they went on so long they forgot. 
I said, don't worry about it. Not a problem. But you mentioned the one thing about Diamond Dallas Page that I just want to rewind to is that when he worked for Vern Gagne, he didn't even think about being a wrestler. He was Diamond Dallas Page and his Diamond Dolls, yep. uh, you know, managing people like uh, Pat Tanaka and, uh, uh, and his partner. Uh, but he, an amazing story, a guy that started off again, like Teddy, you know, putting up rings, wanting to be in the business, managing, and then, be, then bursting out. And after no one thought he could be a five-star wrestler, breaking everybody's mind and becoming so great. I never would have expected Diamond Dallas Page to have been world champion. I, I honestly, God, I never would have. But when it happened, it felt right. It was just right. He was in the right time, right place for Diamond Dallas Page. And he came up at a time during Nitro uh, where they needed somebody like Diamond Dallas Page to keep those numbers going in the fight against WWF or WWE. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's talk about somebody else that was in there, Beth Phoenix. We've seen her quite a bit lately now on WWE. She was another member of that 2017 Hall of Fame. Um, she is quite something just incredibly different than most women who have ever accomplished anything in wrestling to me. Well, yeah, she's another great uh, person too, man. I had a chance to meet her, you know, when she first started breaking in in OVW. And uh, she tagged up with a lot of other divas that were down there and stuff. So Beth was always just super nice. And uh, when I found out that her and Edge, and, you know, me and Edge were real good friends, too, because, you know, Edge is a dog lover like me. So Edge had this little dog named Branny. And so we used to always talk about Branny. And Edge sent me a video one time where him and Branny was in Target, and Edge had Branny in the buggy. <laughs> in the grocery store running around. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and when she married Edge, you know, I thought that was great because she was, you know, been in the business a long time and I could see she was having a few struggles there trying to find her way. So, I, you know, her and Edge hooking up, I think that sealed the deal there. And so they're just, you know, what a great couple and just two outstanding people. Yeah, Bill. she's very tough. She's very tough. Oh, yeah. Sweetheart. I was going to say, Bill, that uh, this past weekend at the pay-per-view for uh, Elimination Chamber, uh, she put on a hell of a match, her and Edge against, uh, what was, I'm trying, um, Rhea Ripley and, uh, oh, I can't remember the ben other Bauer. guys. Ben, ben Bauer. Yeah. And, uh, just a great match. Beth Phoenix still has a great look. She can still she, wrestle. She could have become, um, an MMA tough lady. Yeah. I think she's, she, I, I wouldn't want to meet her, uh, in a real fight. So to say, she's very tough. But then again, she's got that great, uh, she's got an edge about her. Ooh, I think. Well, I, and when it comes to Rhea wait a minute. Ripley. Oh, you didn't hear that, did you? She's got an edge about she her. She got an I edge mean, to her. <laughs> but she is, I mean, she is competition for me for uh, Rhea Ripley. I'm actually surprised that they haven't pushed a little bit more action between the two because uh, truth be told, Rhea Ripley doesn't have a lot of girls that I believe can beat her. Not, not you know, if you just eyeball Beth Phoenix is somebody I think would be a hell of a fight. If she's in it for the long run. Yes. Well, and that's, and that's what I was going to say, Bill. You're exactly right. If she's in it for the long run. But, you know, like I said, I can't speak for people. But, you know, I just kind of think, you know, people that have been around the business as long as I have. And Beth, she's certainly, you know, been around a long time. You know, now that you once you get a family and you get kids, 
you know, you want to, you know, you've done everything you wanted to do. You know what I mean? So, you know, now you want to spend more time at home with, with your kids, you know, and oh, enjoy yeah. your family life, you know, because if you've been in this business over 10 years, then you've had a good, you've had a great run. And to walk away, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be no problem if you just wanted to go home for family time. So that's the way I feel about it now. I sleep in my own bed every night. I do meet and greets. I do whatever I have to do, you know, but uh, I wouldn't care if they never called me. <laughs> You're happy being home and relaxing. Yes, family. exactly. Well, man. And like, I, I, like, I don't think they're going to call me anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, Teddy, when you say that, I, I hear that from a lot of people that are in the wrestling industry. And then when they get the call, it's like, oh, my God, what took you so long to call me? You know what I mean? Do you miss that weekly thing at all? No. You know, if I got a call, you know, I swear to God, it would have to be on my terms. You know, I don't want no more of them live events unless, you know, I do every once in a while I'd make one if, if you know, if it meant something, if I was there to, you know, to make it mean something. But, you know, to maybe go in and do a TV or something every now and then, then I'm fine with that. But I don't want any more full time. You know, the business has certainly changed. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's moving real fast now, you know what I mean? So, I, and, you know, you got to be able to keep up, which I think I'm able to keep up, but I just don't feel like the long haul. Let's talk about somebody else, uh, Bill. You mentioned them a little while ago, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, they're another members into the uh, 2017 Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Express, again, both of you have great experiences with both guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a chance to work with Rick and Robert when I first broke into business, you know, first putting up the ring and all that, you know, and Robert, I, you know, rode with him for a while and everything. So I was a little bit more closer to Robert than I was Ricky, but I both was friends with both guys. They both always treated me great and was always, yeah. you know, nice to me. The great part about Robert and Ricky is they haven't forgotten where they came from. They love training young people want male or female who want to get into this business ricky is always and so is robert imparting their wisdom of how to become successful and because of that ricky's son kerry morton has now got an nwa championship um and uh anyone that ricky has trained or robert has trained uh they're not he always says don't be an imitation of what we are Make yeah. your, make what you should be of yourself. And yeah. That's the whole key because there are so many teams that try to emulate the Rock and Roll Express, and maybe one or two of them, like the Fantastics, and uh, um, uh, who else am I thinking of? The uh, oh, let's talk about current day, Bill. Sean Michaels and Marty Jannetty. I mean, they they were like clones of the uh, of the Rock and Roll Express. Is there somebody today that's even close to what the Rock and Roll Express used to be as far as selling? Because for me, the Rock and Roll Express, the selling and the work was just incredible. And I'm not sure that many people focus on the selling as much as they should. Uh, Robert, poor guy, man, he got his ass handed to him more times than I can count, but he could sell. And that's... I think Ricky's the one you're talking about. Ricky's I'm sorry, I'm one. sorry, Ricky. I'm sorry, you're right, yeah, Ricky. Yeah, yeah, Ricky's the one that always they they got the heat on Ricky because yep. Ricky was believable. Ricky had a look on his face that he was almost tears was coming out yes. of his eyes. You know what I mean? 
And I have, I was there. I saw girls on the front row crying. Go, don't you kill him? Don't you yeah. hurt him? I mean, they were just crying. So I mean, and that's selling. That's making making people believe. And Ricky was good with that. And so that helped him a lot because well, once yeah. they got that sympathy, once Ricky got that sympathy and made that hot tag to Robert, brother, it was on then. It's comeback oh, yeah. time now. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, tell you, I'm gonna tell you a story that you don't know about them unless you bought the magazines. Uh, we ran a win a dream date with the Rock and Roll Express when they were on top at uh, Jim Crockett Promotions. And the two girls, two young girls that won that were flown by Jimmy Crockett with the Rock and Roll Express to Manhattan, to New York City, where my wife and I chaperoned them to see the play Cats, the musical Cats. The two of them were so gentlemen, both of them were such gentlemen. What the dinner that night, the show, they were perfect gentlemen. So beside being incredible in the ring, they're two really wonderful guys. Yeah, yeah. Robert, uh, I, I know Robert better than I do Ricky. And Robert has always been very friendly, very nice. Uh, Teddy knows we'll hang out sometimes when we're around yeah. each other. Uh, and I've even had the opportunity of working with some of Robert's students. Uh, so is Teddy. Uh, yep. not too long ago. And uh, yeah, they, they both are putting out incredible workers in the ring. They do care about the business and it takes that to continue this business because without that knowledge being passed on, I'm not sure where our wrestling business goes. Yeah. And you asked about right. some current team that might be like yeah. clones of uh, them. It's very hard for me to look and just pick yeah. out a team that, uh, that is anything like them. I mean, if you go to uh, um to the Mexican Lucha Libre side, you'll see a lot of guys doing all those high spots. But what Ricky and Robert did that was different is they tempered the high spots. It wasn't every yes. 10 seconds. They wrestled and they tempered the high spots. Well, a lot of guys today, it's, my God, did you see what I did out there? 20 high spots. Hey, yeah, but well, see, by, by, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, see, those are the guys that are in business for themselves. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, uh, you know, here's uh, Ricky and Robert still working to this day uh, yeah. because they didn't overdo those high spots and hurt their body. And and they go out right now and get the same reaction they got yes, they 20 do. years ago. Yes, there they is do. a little difference, though, when the when the reporters ask them, do the girls still throw their underwear at you, underwear at you? You know what they say? It depends. depends. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Angle was another member of the uh, 2017 Hall of Fame. Guys, any memories of Kurt Angle? Uh, Kurt, uh, you know, I had, had the opportunity to work with him for a while, too. You know, he's another uh, guy, great guy, man. And, uh, you know, I don't, I just, it just ain't nothing bad you can say about Kurt. Kurt was the real deal, man. And, uh, and uh, I never will forget the time God, Eddie Guerrero, God rest his soul. I remember the time Kurt and Eddie had a match in the ring and I guess they both got a little stiff and so that yep. once the match was over they came right back and they continued it backstage so we had to break them up so these two guys Eddie and, and Kurt they, they were the real deal but Kurt Angle had a chance to be with him on the 25th or uh, Raw's 25th and uh he was part of that segment that I was yep. in and he was old school and old nobody school. came up and said a word but Kurt because that you know old school you know once we come back we always thank the guys you know hey man thank you for the night <laughs> Nobody said that to me, but Kurt Angle, he come right up, you know, and I really thought, I'm going to see, that's, that's what we don't have no more. Yeah, yeah. Bill, how about Kurt you? Kurt Angle's one of these guys where if somebody comes over to you and say, oh, come on, that 
stuff is all fake. It's all phony. It's all fixed. I didn't know it was broken. Um, but you have them watch a match with Kurt Angle and they'll doubt their own thoughts. Uh, John Cena's first big match in WWE on TV against Kurt Angle was yep. incredible because Cena was an aspiring Kurt Angle at that point. Uh, but Kurt Angle, as Teddy said, is the real deal because you want to talk about wrestling. Uh, I think the newest version of Kurt Angle, and he's not at the level Kurt Angle was or ever could be, possibly is Chad Gable. Yep. I think Kurt Angle has said on many shows that the man is an, a really impressive, uh, impressive wrestler. But again, a super nice guy, great personality, um, never says anything bad, and he's got a great sense of humor. He's a real joker. Let me ask you, uh, you know, we are in WrestleMania season and they have not, uh, as far as I know, have they announced any Hall of Fame inductees yet? I've heard Batista's name being bounced around, but I'm not sure if that's even official yet. I haven't heard anything other than that. Um, is there, who do you think we should be putting in the Hall of Fame, Bill? Oh, goodness. So you're hitting me with a, uh, well, there are certain people who are not uh, actively wrestling, just a type John Cena. Yeah. Um, the Rock. Now, the, is The Rock not in there already? I'm not sure. I know. No, I think is, is, is he came yeah. in when they inducted his father. Yeah. 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 Now, this would be the perfect place for The Rock, actually. If it were in Los Angeles, that'd be perfect for him. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I think. Uh, and I really have to give a lot more thought to this. Teddy, how about you? Anybody that you can think of that we haven't, that we've passed over the years? You know, if the truth is, if I go and pick up a magazine from back in the old days, one of the after mags, I could probably flip through it and name 20 names off the front page that aren't in the Hall of Fame yet. That should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that the, the uh, process for picking uh, the people for the Hall of Fame. I'm assuming all has to do with who lives in that area. Uh oh. You know, who's still alive? Who can uh, come and take, you know, the award in person? Is there, how do we pick the Hall of Fame? I got it. I got it. There's, there's one guy missing from the celebrity wing that for 15 years or longer than that, people are saying, when, when Andy Kaufman. He was there for a period of time, but is that more Memphis than uh, WWE, you think? That's not, they, they inducted people from the AWA that never wrestled That's in true. WWE. That's true. Yeah, well, well, Rock and Roll Express is another example of that because right, I don't exactly. think they ever wrestled. Yeah. But the Andy Kaufman Jerry Lawler feud being one of the uh, uh, top 10 moments in TV history from the Letterman show. But that feud, everybody believed that that was genuine, real, period, the end. It was one of the best worked things I have ever seen in my entire life. There's one more person I can think of that belongs in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you had to know this is coming. But Bill, after uh, oh. Teddy and I have even discussed this before, there is absolutely no reason that Bill After is not in that Hall of Fame, other than maybe they just don't have a wing for him yet, but they need one. There's not many people uh, from my past that I can recall that knows the history of this business, and I mean the real history of our wrestling business. And without you in that Hall of Fame, it just doesn't feel right. Well, I, you know, I covered Abraham Lincoln's first match. So, uh, <laughs> well, Teddy's got one. Teddy's years. got one up on you. Yeah. Teddy actually wrestled Abe Lincoln. 
And oh, that's, a fact. that's a fact. <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny that Triple H mentioned it to me years ago. He said, we just have to find a reason to do it. And then the next year, they brought me down to do the pilot show uh, that became that JBL talking uh, back and forth interview show. I did the, I was the pilot uh, person host of that. And I keep getting uh, calls from WWE to come and be a talking head on some of the things. So yeah, maybe they need a wing for media. They do. They do. Need one that includes you. That's just all there is to it. I don't care where they put you, but they need to have Bill after in that Hall of Fame. I, I certainly agree with that. And let's not forget, not only Bill after George Napolitano. George Napolitano. Norm Keitzer. Bert Sugar. Paul Heyman. I'm sorry. He was, I said that out loud. He was one of my best photographers for years. <laughs> yeah. Back in the Back in the early days, he had super elbows to knock us away from getting the <laughs> shots. But in terms of photography and writing, um, yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, all right, no Heyman, forget it. Before we get out of here, I do want to mention that uh, Sports Kita has a big award show taking place soon. Bill, oh. tell us about this awards. Well, it's not just awards show. It's no, you both. out there, you, 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 all of you fans can join our panel of experts who have chosen from a lot of categories who the 2022 Wrestler of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Female Wrestler, Feud of the Year, and so many other categories. You can find how to vote right now. After you watch this show, just go to Google and type in Sports Kita Wrestling Awards. It'll take you right to the site. And I know that, uh, Teddy, you were, uh, you're one of our uh, expert panelists. Yeah, I had the opportunity to, uh, you know, look at some people and some names and give my opinion and my judgment. So I guess I'll just leave that until we, till, till, uh, till, they, till they air that, till you see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm so not I sure when that's coming of, either. We need all of you to, just like a political speech, we need all of you to get right. and vote for the most incredible pro wrestling awards for 2022 sports Kita on Google vote. Now we need you. Bill, I do want to mention, I saw we had some uh, sponsors that are also along with us. Uh, they're partners in this program. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, we had ad free shows as a part of it. Can you, you have a list of those folks by any chance? What's that? Do you have a list of those names by any chance? Uh, no, but off the top of my head, it's uh, ad free shows, Conrad Thompson and his, Terrific um, shows. Uh, Matt Cardona um, and his uh, his collectibles. Um, uh, busted open. Yes, that's he right. I forgot about it. Yeah, asked on serious serious radio. Uh, Medusa, formerly Alundra Blaze. Um, Eric Bischoff, um, and a lot. Uh, oh, Devon Dudley in a yes. real rare appearance. And from Busted Open, Mark Henry. Yeah, so quite an expert panel and maybe some more to come. Yeah. Keep your eyes open and your ears to make sure you find out all the latest on the Sports Keto Wrestling Awards. This has been the Wrestling Time Machine. I am Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long. And next Holler. to him, that is 
of course, our legendary pro wrestling journalist, Bill After. Thank you. See you, everybody. See you at the matches. Teddy? Holler. Yeah. You owe us a holler. <laughs> <laughs>